Welcome to A Little Marketing with Nikki and Mark and Phil, a podcast where marketers discuss marketing and the small moves that make a big difference. A Little Marketing is a collaboration between Blue Whale Communications in Kelowna and 1020 Marketing in Montreal. Have a question or topic suggestion? Email Nikki at Nikki at BlueWhaleCommunications.ca. Look for A Little Marketing on YouTube and coming soon to your favorite podcasting platforms. Subscribe, like, and share. Hey, Nikki. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I love our little, like, intro. That's the exact same every time. Every same, every time, same pitch, same tone. <laughs> everything is the same. I don't hey, do that Nikki. on purpose. I don't do that on purpose. It's just what comes out. <laughs> I, I agree. And and I noticed that I kind of like elevate a little bit in my chair. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> it's funny. So what's been going on? Everything cool? Everything is great. Can't complain. I'm super looking forward to today's conversation because this is something that I don't, I approach this from like the user perspective, right? Like I'm right. visually not very creative. So I'm looking forward to hearing Mark's perspective, but I'll let you introduce him. Well, no, I mean, um, I guess just to answer your point is that, you know, I've been in advertising and branding. I've worked in that my whole career, pretty much. And uh, I have a a very big appreciation for people who do it well. And uh, Mark Edelstein is a a longtime friend of mine. He's um, has a an agency here in in Montreal called Citrus Communications. Mm -hmm. Mark is um, been around uh, for a long time he has his team uh, and they're all really good at what they do but what's really stands out to me from his work is his uh, ability to create corporate identities and his ability to create really smart packaging uh, systems I'll call them Um, corporate identity is evident Um, Mark did our logo for 1020 marketing Mm -hmm. and I, I love it I love the different variations of it I love how he extrapolated it through on a, you know, a PowerPoint template on our, on our uh, business card and, and, and everything. And it, and it just works so well. Um, yeah, it looks great. I appreciate that. And the other thing about it is that, uh, you know, I think Mark sees things in uh, a brief or in a name or, you know, a business name that, that other people don't see Mm -hmm. and he makes it work. And, you know, he doesn't do all the work himself. He has a team of people, but the consistency that comes out of his shop is truly remarkable. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by his work, but I'm also proud of him as a friend. Like it's that kind of level, you know what I mean? So why don't we bring Mark in and, uh, and talk about branding and corporate identity. There he is. Oh, no. There he is. Wait. Is the podcast today? Yes. <laughs> I guess bad dad jokes are part of my brand. Oh, Mark, do, don't it. you remember you put on a special shirt for it? <laughs> right. A matching <laughs> shirts, exactly. That's Hi, it. Mark. Hi, Nikki. Hi. I, I put on a gray shirt, too, to match. So we all <laughs> kind of like look like we're a part of the same team. It's consistency. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big part of today's discussion, right, Mark? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I want to say, just to start off, I'm, I'm humbled and, and privileged that you guys are asking me to join. So thank you for that. Well, we just gave you a beautiful introduction too, Mark. I think you might be moved to tears. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it back after. 
yeah, you'll hear you'll hear it soon. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, uh, we were just talking about branding and consistency and corporate identity and and uh, packaging and all that stuff. But before we get into our our big discussion about you know branding, why don't you give a little bit about uh, a background on your personal experience and uh, on <clears throat> Citrus Communications and what you guys do? Sure. <clears throat> well. Um... So initially, uh, you know, graduating from from school, I didn't know what direction I wanted to go into. Uh, ended up studying psychology, have a BA in psychology. I knew it wasn't for me. I had no that's why you that's why you understand me so well, Mark. <laughs> it helps understand clients who don't know what they want. That, that's for sure. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, but uh, once graduating, and, and I always drew. I always drew, and I I guess it was the early '90s. And computers, Apple in particular, was coming more and more into the marketplace. Uh, and I just kept seeing, you know, computer graphics. And, and somehow it popped into my head, you know, here's, I love drawing. Here's something that I can kind of combine and maybe see where that goes. And uh, spend some time refining my, my skills, particular watercolors, but doing whatever I had to do. Uh, prepared a portfolio, got into a design school program and uh and loved it loved it and and did well in it and uh from there <laughs> you're laughing already no i love it i love it i mean that's a very similar story to my story getting into marketing and advertising only from the writing perspective you're from the design perspective it's For the sure. same kind of thing you know I, I think when you find something you like regardless of uh what that topic is, if it's writing or marketing or being an accountant, you know, if, if, if you're okay with it and, and you're, you're tolerating whatever that is, you're going to go to here. But I think when you love what you're doing, you'll push that next level. And it's not, it's not like it's a challenge or, or, or harder for you to do. It's just, you love what you're doing. So you're pushing it further along. And I think right. that, that, uh, you know, that's part of the process and, and that's what worked for, for me. Um, you know, upon graduating, I, I got a job right away, hated it. It wasn't a creative, it wasn't creative enough for me. Yeah. Um, left and uh, jumped around quite a bit, I think, in the beginning, trying to find my, my place. Uh, I did find, I found a, what I thought was a fit in, in the tech sector. Yeah. Um, and we were five designers, five graphic designers working for this tech company. The company grew to 20 designers, never mind the engineers and whatever else was going on. Yeah, they were they were booming. But from doing a little bit of everything, all of a sudden, I kind of got pigeonholed into doing packaging. And because there's so many of us and I love packaging, but I needed to kind of spread my wings a little bit more and then went to go and start working advertising. And after a couple of years in advertising, working for other uh, agencies, uh, I, well, as a graphic designer, we always seem to have clients on the side. It's just a little bit of. Yeah, the that's, that's the truth of anybody in marketing sometimes. Yeah. Right. You, you, you want that kind of control of your own clients and it can be big or small or whatever it is, but it makes you happy. It's not even about the money. It's just about that. that well, expressing yourself in a way that you wouldn't be able to, if you, you know, if you're in a box at work. Exactly. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. And, uh, and so, so. I was able to quit my job and start Citrus and, and see where that took me. So and how that, many years ago is that now? 
So we're talking like 25 years. 25 so, years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a good run. Uh, we're a small shop. We're, we're five designers now. Yeah. So I'm also coming at it from a design perspective, as opposed to coming at it from someone just sitting in an office tower, looking down on, on their team. Uh -huh. So uh, although I don't roll my sleeves up as much as I used to, they still do get rolled up. And oh, you run a business. At, well, yeah. And, and my team uh, had that same sentiment that I do. And it's important that they do where, you know, they love what they're doing. And so, you know, oftentimes I've got to say, whoa, whoa, guys, it's, it's, it's amazing. We're done. Like, stop, like <laughs> put the brakes on it. Let's move on to the next thing. I, I, I love that, Mark. I, I was saying to Nikki before, like when we were prepping for our interview that um, I think your work actually shows your love of design quite a bit. And I think, I think I know that, you know, as your business changes and it grows, like, the business owner stops doing the thing that they love that started the business in the first place because they're running a business. But I find that you've been able to maintain the same level of, um, I don't want to say quality because quality. that goes, that goes without saying to me, it's like the passion that goes behind each piece, whether you've had your hands in it or not, your direction on it shows it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's appreciated. I love hearing that. You know, I, I think also just running a small team, leadership kind of flows. And, and I think my, my team sees the energy that I have. And so they themselves embrace it and, and, and have that same energy. And I think that, uh, you know, that's true for, for anyone and, and any group that work together. And I think, I think that it's, it, it, it's always collaborative work anyways, you know, it's, and that's part of the process. And that, that's that, funny enough, it's not just with my team, it's also with our clients. Like we need their contribution. Right. We're, um, we are designers. We're not uh, marketing strategists like the two of you are. Uh, but, um, you know, combined, it, it works out well. Yeah. I, well, I think that collaboration piece is so important for what you do. Like, because I'm even with that marketing strategy background, when it comes to design and graphics and look and feel for my brand, even though I know what I wanted to stand for and how I approach it. I like visually, I'm just so not creative. So when I worked with someone, even just to come up with brand colors, I was like, right. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I had no idea whatsoever. And took a lot of like that back and forth conversation and what she put together was amazing. And I love it. And it like gave me more passion for my brand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. That's so interesting. Uh, so let, let's, sorry, Mark, let, let's yeah. get into this part of it a little bit, because okay. what Nikki just said is, I think, such a key element of it all. Like, so when you're talking about developing a corporate identity, a lot goes into it. You're developing a logo, you're developing yeah. colors, you're developing yeah. a font, a look and feel that should carry out through throughout all of your marketing initiatives, right? And that's a big responsibility for you guys to take on. So, absolutely, absolutely. Talk you to know, us about your approach. Um, our approach. The first thing we have to do is definitely get an understanding of what the client wants and who they are. And that's where uh, a good briefing definitely is, is, is beneficial and I'm going to say even mandatory for us to deliver a proper solution. Um, our, our approach. So once we kind of start that concept of, of uh, discussion, um, Oh, I have a whole thing prepared. I, I don't have it in front of me though, but but there's like, um, once we understand what the client's looking for, then we typically 
may not even go on the computer just yet to start. We'll kind of just start doing some sketches. We'll do some, some research. Inspiration for whatever that project is can come from anywhere, right? It can just be from walking down the aisles in a grocery store versus, you know, some memory of some something you saw in a movie two years ago. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden the, it, it clicks in. And then the collaboration aspect comes in. Once you start discussing and brainstorming as a team, um, it all kind of just flows. And then we end up with the results, which we then, uh, in our particular case, you know, there, there's there's different segments, right? There's logo there's branding, there's packaging, there's, there's uh, corporate literature. There's all kinds of aspects of design where branding needs to be instrumental in that solution being continuous across all all, all aspects. Um, yeah, it, it there, there. Well, I think what you're developing really at the end of the day is, is a system, right? And I would imagine that for some, in some cases, you take on clients that allow you to get in on the like ground level, build the entire system, right? Yeah. But some, so, you need to. I imagine that their system is in place. It might have been done by another group or an absolutely. internal group, and they're coming to you for a specialty, like do a corporate brochure, do packaging for us, do, you know, so having that foundation in place. Yes. I guess be it's better off for you if you've created it, but you don't always get to. No, no. I mean, if we're dealing with a larger client, that, that system is already in play and we get a brand guideline that already has the, their system, whatever that is, their colors, their fonts, their, their style, and we need to execute that in whatever new tool we're developing for them. So yeah, I mean, definitely it's, it's, we definitely take things from A to Z, but we can also go from like M to Z. Um, right. But in that first stage of development for, for example, for a brand, yeah. you know, as far as the process goes, we don't even worry about color. It's too, it's too, it's too it's premature. Fair, yeah. we, we, we work black and whites. And so, because if, if we, and I've said this before, I think to you, Mark. Yeah, many we, times. If we put purple in this logo comp, and you hate purple, you can't see past purple because it's so it's so powerful in the, the viewer's mind, they can't even articulate why they don't like something, but that color could just be killing the whole design. So we try to avoid color at that point. And then afterwards, once we have a design that, that's solid and strong and that makes sense and we've explained why, then we start presenting color options and color solutions. And, uh, and we can rationalize why you know, why it should be purple or why it should be green or blue as the case may be. Yeah. I'm surprised, I'm surprised that you're doing sketching. Like maybe that's my like naivety and like lack of knowledge of the design industry. But like, I assume you like first step would be to get on the computer and start, I don't know, doing something. Sometimes, sometimes the computer can be limiting and maybe I'm old school. So I, I can't speak for every designer out there. But for me, just having that idea sketched out mm -hmm. and just having an idea of where I'm going to go with it on the computer is then, because the computer is just another tool, really. The ideas come got to come from inside of us. Um, you know, the special effects will then come up on the computer for sure. Right. But the core essence needs to, needs to be kind of developed, I think, before. And the truth is, again, someone can use a, a, a tablet with a, with a pen that they can draw on to get that same sketch effect or... or mm -hmm just go right onto a computer. But um, for me, yeah, I like to start off kind of stuff by hand. It just, it just, you're not sure where things are gonna go yet and things can kind of flow just a little bit easier when it's just loose like that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm I talking about that. I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking packaging design. 
Right. Right. But yeah, well, so I find this interesting because I would think that if you're sketching something, you know, so, sometimes when you're doing a logo, right? Like there, there are logos that are conceptual and there are logos that are word marks, essentially, yep. right? And the more conceptual ones, I would think, are, you know, probably come out better from a free-flowing sort of environment where you're not restrained, restrained by tools, right? Well, you don't know how the shapes are going to fall and, and how things are going to be. And, and absolutely, Nikki, for sure, before a client's, the client will never see a hand-done sketch. Like, that's right. not going to happen. That's no, it's just too messy and too sloppy and whatever. But that's, yeah, it just kind of works and, and there's no limitation is what we can do. And from there, let's translate it into something digital. Very cool. Yeah. So Mark, let's talk about, let's talk about a little bit about, I guess the importance of it all. Like, I think that's what I'd like the message of this podcast to be is yeah. more about, you know, teaching people why it's important to be consistent, why a logo needs to speak to people. Like, what is your viewpoint on building systems, uh, you know, you know, corporate identity systems, packaging and all that sort of thing? Because I was I was going through your Instagram um, just before our call. And like the thing that stands out to me are systems, real yeah. like clearly. And I think that familiarity for the for the end user is so important. So important. So here's a perfect example is Coca-Cola. They have a bottle shape, a silhouette that you recognize right away. And if I asked you both what what color is Coke? Red. You know, that that is that for years they have been consistent with their brand and their font and their the silhouette of this bottle. I've seen billboards where there's nothing there but a silhouette. And you know right away that that's that's a Coke ad. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. that is translated into all literature that they do, all uh web presence, any social, that is consistent. And 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 again, they've got a crazy budget and they're not a client of ours, but just something that everyone would recognize. Um, they're doing it right. And, and, and that's that's the value in consistent branding from logo to pieces that all work together as one system. So I totally agree with everything you're saying, but I think also from that is that the less money you have, the smaller budget you have to, to put things out there, the more mm -hmm. important it is to be consistent. <clears throat> you know, we've had clients in the past where, We've done a logo, let's just say for them. And uh, they, for whatever reason, their their staff then take it and skew it and stretch it. And, you know, one person's even email signature uh, is written in one font while another person's is in a completely different font. Yeah. And, and that shows uh, a level of unprofessionalism. And, it, you know, again, we're not talking a giant, uh, you know, billion dollar business, just a small shop but whatever, whoever they are whatever size they are that consistency needs to be across the board and it just shows a different level of professionalism and helps reinforce that branding aspect uh, so that anyone who gets any collateral any communication it's all it's all consistent you know who it's coming from well it, it all goes back to the old adage that you know somebody needs to see something i, I don't know what the number is today but like what 30 times before they understand maybe 100 times whatever it is and, you know, the thing that makes that easier for recall is consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency, uniformity. 
you know, um, we could jump around to, to packaging and some of our clients choose not to have a corporate um, consistent look, but maybe it's a product consistent look. So maybe there's five products that look the same. And then there's another five that could be cousins, if you will. You know, there's some similarity, you know, it's the same company, but it's not quite the same. And that's because mm -hmm. they want their own um, identities for these different their own little brand, sub-brands underneath yeah. the larger brand. And I think that's that can be used too, depending on, on you know the nature of the business and, and what their intentions are. I, I would think that packaging is a whole other level of uh, you know design considerations. I mean, there's so much in, in some cases, especially with, I know you do pet pet packaging, pet food, pet you know, snacks, treats, all that stuff. I know that you do different kinds of packaging, but in some cases, especially when you're dealing with you know, in lists of ingredients and uh, health information, all that. So you have so much information to put on the package and keeping it simple and clean and understandable yeah. is very important too. Yeah. There's a lot of regulatory rules that need to go into packaging, human and pet. Uh, and we definitely need to consider those rules when we're doing the design. Once, uh, I guess, once we have the core information down, then we can design around that and, and, and make sure that it works out. But we want to give, you know, <clears throat> each one of our clients their own independent look. We want them to be noticed on the shelves, uh, you know, and we want to give the consumer the information on the package that's easy for them to make their own informed decisions, right? We want it to be eye-catching and cut through the clutter of the next guy over, but but it, it's a challenge. Sometimes it's a challenge, but it, it, for us, it's always a puzzle. I don't want to say it's a challenge. It's a puzzle, and we're trying to solve the puzzle, uh, and, and we have fun when we do it. So I think that's that's part of it. That's part of it, and and that's what makes it successful when it works. Yeah, and I think along with um, if we're talking about being consistent across all of your marketing pieces and with your packaging and product packaging, I think there's an element of wanting to stand out on the shelf too when we start talking about packaging, right? Like if you're in the cookie aisle, how is your cookie or your dog food standing out from whatever it's literally right next to? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we eat first with our eyes, if you will, right. right? So we want that to be, we want people to be drawn to our package for, you know, like if everyone's going left, well, let's go right. <laughs> See what I love that. And, uh, yeah, I, say I love that. And, and I think I think packaging, you we can talk about packaging in the traditional sense, which is your your product is on a shelf somewhere. Great, yeah. <clears throat> but I think this conversation in general goes wider. Packaging is how you package your brand, and that could be everything from you know your brochures, your your advertisements, your social media images and framing and all that sort of thing, you know, on videos, any kind of content, really. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A, a little bit beyond my scope of skill sets, but even the wording that's chosen, right? The type of wording, there's a language that a flow that you can put in that needs to be consistent. And that's yeah. also part of the branding. I totally, uh, we, we would obviously agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, that's, that's more my speed. <laughs> there you go. So Mark, let's, uh, let's wrap up with a, a quick question for you. I'm going to throw this out to left field, but it's an honest, serious question, which is what kind of advice would you give to <clears> somebody <throat> looking to break into graphic design? Like knowing what you know, accumulating like your experience from 30 years ago, breaking into the industry, whatever yeah. the number is to today, like, what do you, what do you look for 
if you have a job opening at Citrus? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny. Uh, that's a great question, Mark. It's a great question. Uh, wow. So first of all, okay. You know, somebody who's graduating today, their, their design um, aesthetics are going to be very different than my own. But I need to look past that and I need to look at them and their passion. And if they love it, if they love what they're talking about, if they love, like, show me your portfolio. But that's first of all, portfolio is key, right? You need a strong portfolio. But, you know, if they're passionate about what they're talking about, and even if I hate, who cares? That's my opinion. It doesn't mean that's the general population's opinion. Subjective, and yeah. It's very subjective, very much so. But if they're passionate about it and they love it, I'm going to see that. And, and that's going to turn me on to, to getting excited about them. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'll say. I'm going to say the technology has continuously changed and it is continuously changing. And, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's, I, I think regardless of that, I think that the core essence of design and of branding is not going to change. Right, you still need that consistency. You need a strong, solid starting point, and then sure, you can go here and there and wherever. But um, yeah, I don't. So I don't know if that answers the question. It does. <laughs> it does. I, and I think it answers it for anybody looking for a job out there, no matter what sort of uh, domain they want to work in. Right, like be passionate about what it is that you want to do, yeah. and yeah. let that shine through. Because if you're if you're coachable, right? If you're coachable, yeah. Then, absolutely, absolutely. then it's the passion that matters the most. The and work think, you want to put in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially in such creative fields, right? Like you have the option to take things in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. And and again, the the yeah, I I you, you've said it, Nikki. You've summed it up. Absolutely. Fascinating. Any parting words, Mark? Um, I I I. Uh, <laughs> I thank you guys for your hospitality. I'm, uh, I'm happy, so happy to have been part of this. And I can't wait to see this uh, when it's all put together. Nikki, you have any uh, final thoughts for Mark before he goes? No, I'm fascinated. Like I said earlier, like the visual aspect of it is all so far outside of my realm of expertise. And I'm always so interested to hear people talk about their processes and systems and like starting with a sketch and things like that. I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I, I think branding is so important. I think people forget about it sometimes, but uh, it's definitely uh, uh, the first visual communication that that consumers see and and let them understand that this is always you know you're salt you're you're gonna get the same from a you know from here to there. It's all gonna be consistent and the same. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree, Mark. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, we'll nice talk soon, me. Mark. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I thought that was a lot of fun. That was so fun. Mark is great. It was a great conversation. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm going to say this. I think Mark is sometimes very modest about what he does. He sort of, he does the work and he doesn't love to, you know, boast about it. Mm -hmm. um, but his work is really great. Like, it's really great. And um, I'm a big fan of everything that comes out of that shop. Mm -hmm. Citrus Communications, look them up. Uh, they're here in Montreal, and uh, they've been around for a very long time for a reason. Yeah, and like he was talking about the passion, and I think his passion really shines through too. Like you're yes. talking to him, absolutely, one hundred percent. And you can see it in his his approach. Listen, I know Mark on on a professional level. We've worked together for many years. 
he's he's had me do some writing for his clients and I've brought him in to help me with stuff on, for my clients. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also know him as a friend and, you know, he's just one of the he's just one of the best guys. He's one of my favorite guys on this planet, honestly. Well, we'll have to have him back on for round two at some point. I would love that. That yeah. would be great. Maybe he won't, but we would. <laughs> we can bend his arm a little bit. So do you want to talk about what's coming up next? Yeah. So next week, we're going to be talking to Brad Wise about uh, networking and networking groups and the importance of that for business owners and entrepreneurs. So that should be an interesting discussion as well. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Brad and I go a long way back and uh, we know each other. We've been in networking groups for a bit. He's actually a neighbor of mine. And uh, what we're really trying to get out of that conversation is, you know, what's the benefit to the small business owner to join a networking group? And I think uh, we'll have that conversation with Brad. Amazing. Sounds good. Great. Well, thanks for another one, Nikki. I was going to say that's it for another week. <laughs> yeah, what number was this? This was... Nine. 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 Yeah. All right. Next time is a milestone. Yeah. Double digits. <laughs> double digits. <laughs> All right, Nikki. Thanks for everything. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Talk, talk soon. <laughs> okay. Ciao. Bye. Bye.